Hello and welcome to the McYappin Fries Movie Podcast. My name is Gavin. And my name is Ian. And welcome. Today we're doing a Justice League review and spoiler cast. That's right. Uh, before we do, we're going to have a little word from our sponsors and the announcement of a new competition. Yes, because we recently uh, just uh, finished our 200th episode. Yeah, and because we're so together with our planning, I only realized it when I was editing the podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, it's a little bit of a milestone episode here, so why not uh, kick it off with a little competition? It only took us nine years. Not bad, man. Not bad. <laughs> it's officially the, it, well, it's always been officially the longest fucking relationship of my life. It's the most podcasts I've ever done. It's <laughs> <So, laughs> the only podcast I've ever done. <laughs> I, did I do any? Did I do any uh, geeks in Malaysia podcasts? I might have done like a couple. I did, can't remember now. We I don't know. There was the last one I did never actually got released. It was a Doctor Who episode, I think. Yeah, yeah. No, I. You did. You weren't on that one. No, I wasn't on that one. I think I might have done one. It might have been an interview for a play. I can't quite remember. Ooh, a play. A play. A little a bit play. of theatre. Mm. There might have been one for Take Me to Dinner. I really can't remember. Mm. Uh, but yeah, most of my podcast experience has been on this one. So to celebrate, our sponsors at Green Room 136 are giving us a Genesis Medium backpack to give away. That's right. The new Genesis backpack spots many new features, continues to be one of the very best for commuting urbanites. As a messenger-style backpack, the cover is triple lined with a layer of vinyl, making it extra resistant to poor weather during wet trips. <laughs> Raindrops glide off its cover, keeping your stuff dry. Got twin pockets, room for side load. Yeah, keep a bottle of refreshing beverage at the side pocket as you <laughs> dash about town. In fact, there's two. <laughs> and if you want to extend your bag, you can buy additional greenroom136.com um, side keeps and small pockets, and they attach to the front. That's right. If so, you, if you want to look like Cable from the X Men, so if you'd like to uh, win yourself one of these awesome backpacks, you just have to answer this question, and this question shall be judged based on creativity mm -hmm. and whether or not you can make us laugh yes <laughs> uh, the question is there have been rumors flying around for some time now although it's not 100% confirmed that uh, Ben Affleck is looking to step down from the role as Batman I personally hope this doesn't happen, but it looks like, at this point, it looks like it just might. It's looking like it's more and more likely. Yeah, yeah more days go on. More and more likely that it's looking like it's going to happen. So, if Ben Affleck steps down as Batman, who would who do you think is best suited to replace him and why? Yeah, the why is the important bit. Just Don't just throw some names at us. You want to hear why you think this person's good. Yeah. Send your answers uh, via email to us at podcast at mcyeppenfries.com. Mm-hmm. And, and we'll, we'll run this for a little while, and we'll let you know when the winners are announced. Yeah, that's right. Also, if you can't come up with a Batman, you can also go to greenroom136.com anyway, and you can buy their bags. And if you use the discount code MACYAP10 on the checkout, you will get a 10% discount. That's mcyap one zero. And let's move on to our Justice League review. Right. Weekend, Diana. Me? Huh. Nothing very interesting. The world remains in mourning after the death of the Superman. And where is the Gotham Bat? The mass vigilante has been a no-show. He said the age of heroes would never come again. It has to. This is interesting because we didn't get any we didn't get any chance to talk after this. No, no, no. Because I had to bail. Yeah, we all had to bail. <laughs> and, I, and I think and I think uh, it was probably for the best. Yeah, <laughs> everyone was being pretty quiet. <laughs> I will say that coming, you know, we, we see a lot of screenings in uh, Wanutama and coming down those shitty escalators. Like after Batman versus Superman, mm -hmm. I think it was two escalators down when the dam broke, mm -hmm. and I was like, "What the fuck, Martha? Seriously? <laughs> this time I didn't have that at all." Yeah, it's and and also it's uh, worth noting that um, you know we've been to quite a few press screenings. I can't remember the last time I saw a press screening this full. No, so like, I think for me, I was talking about beforehand. I think it was the Winter Soldier mm. might have been the last one that was that busy because even other follow-on Marvel movies haven't been that busy. Like there hasn't been a queue to get in to get in. Yeah, and I think also um, with Justice League, it was a it was a big huge question mark around it. It's like. You don't know. You really couldn't tell if it was going to be good or bad. Yeah. 
you know, the, all, all signs could kind of give you the impression that it could really go either way. And I think that that also added to the curiosity factor as to why, why it was so full. Also, people love them Batmans. Yeah. People, I mean, there's not a day goes by walking around the city center that I do not, that I don't see at, least, Batman t- at least one at least guy. one guy with a Batman t-shirt, or, or or now a Wonder Woman t-shirt. Yeah, or like a, you're seeing you're seeing more Wonder Woman stuff now. Or the black Superman one, you know, yes, the, the, yes, the black yes. background shield. Yeah, you yeah, see yeah, a lot yeah. of those. <laughs> so, it's an interesting film. If you don't know who the Justice League are, it's Cyborg, Batman, Aquaman, Flash, Wonder Woman, <clears throat> and um, they're the. They're the Avengers of the DC Universe. Yeah, I mean, in the comic books, you would also include uh, Green Lantern in there, possibly even Martian Manhunter. I mean, if you're going to include Cyborg, you should include Martian Manhunter. Yeah. Uh, but for just for the films, it's these uh, it's these core five. Yeah. Um, I found it. It's 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 really interesting because it's enjoyable. Yeah. It's enjoyable, but it's not much more than that. Yeah, it's one of these weird things where. You hear all the stories that go behind it. You try to divorce them from your mind as much as possible. But you can't help it when there's such big swings in what's going on. Yeah. Like... I'm not going to talk too much about plot. If you've seen the trailer, you know the plot. Big yeah. bad coming. Superman's dead. World's gone to shit. Batman Superman need to bring the League together to fight a very powerful enemy. And that's kind of where the problems begin. Because the world going to shit because Superman's not there is not something they've earned. Well, I mean, I think at this point you just got to ignore that. You know, I mean, it's 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 jumping off the the it's 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 continuing from Batman v Superman, from the events of Batman v Superman, and you just got to take it as that. Yeah. You know, you could argue that because if once you start talking about that, then you go back into the argument of of Batman v Superman, where it's like they killed Superman, but they didn't earn his death. Yeah. So that's already an issue with that. Mm. You One know. thing I would have liked was, at the beginning, it shows all these scenes of the world kind of in mourning, or these Superman-draped things. Yeah. It would have been nice if it was, like, one year later or something, just yeah, to give yeah. it some context for why people are so bummed about Superman all of a sudden. Yeah. I mean, yes, he saved us from the world engine and Zod. Yes. Yes. But he also saved those people in that house that were flooded, and those people in Mexico, down the Day of the Dead thing. Yeah. And he also, from, but he also saved the world from, uh, from Doomsday. Yeah. You know how like hence his death yeah <laughs> like the ultimate sacrifice i've forgotten about that the ultimate, <laughs> the ultimate sacrifice and that's what wakes batman up and makes batman realize that he's that he was wrong and that he was a fucking idiot about it yeah and that's this whole thing in in, in this new movie is that batman has turned the corner his faith in humanity is restored he's inspired by what superman has done and he's evolved as a character he's not the murderous uh sort of like Hulk that he was in, in, in the first one. The roof-crawling Hulk bat thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, and I didn't really have too much of an issue with how Batman was portrayed in Batman v Superman. Actually, I, I kind of liked it because I sort of saw what they were doing is that he's a man at the end of his rope who's sort of lost it. Mm. He's, you know, he's lost his faith. He doesn't quite understand what it's about. And Superman arriving has turned his world upside down because it, he doesn't recognize this world anymore. Mm. So I never really had an issue with the fact that Batman... Was, was killing people because to me he was killing bad guys yeah. <laughs> uh, but some people really really took offense to it I would have liked to have seen like I mean there's no way he can do it but I would have liked to have seen that 20 years of him being worn down and all those hints that were there in, in Batman vs Superman yeah I mean but this has always been the, the major flaw with the DC films is that they want us to feel everything immediately without the build-up, without sort of, you know, that's the biggest difference between Marvel and DC is mm. that by the time we got Avengers, all of those characters had their own movies and we already got to know them. Yeah, whereas, whereas DC whereas, never had an Iron Man 2. Yeah, whereas this whereas this one, it's like, you just got to go with it. Yeah. You just got to go with it, man. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> and, um... And with the big and with the Trinity, you know, with uh, Wonder Woman, Batman, and Superman, that's less of an issue because you kind of have this goodwill towards those guys. But mm-hmm. for characters like Flash, Aquaman, and Cyborg, like for me, being familiar with them, it wasn't too much of an issue. Although it did feel rushed. Yeah. But for people who don't read the comics, it's really rushed. Yeah. And also, people who saw the trailers, some, I t- saw a tweet over the weekend, and it just was somebody repeatedly saying, "I was robbed," and they were just using screen grabs from the trailers that showed like Vic Stone playing American football. Mm. Mm. This is these are all probably holdovers from when it was Justice League's part one and two. Yes, yes. Um, but, and, e- but even then, it's also with the mandate, uh, the Warner Brothers mandate for the movie to be under two, two hours. hours. It, it was impossible. It's impossible. It's the shortest of all the DC films, and it has the most to do. Mm. So you knew, even going in there, you already knew that even if you came out with a good movie, you were going to have a movie that that was rushed. Yeah, because there's just so much stuff to set up. Mm. 
And and the thing is, is that, you, you know, they say there was no course correction, is that they always planned it this way. And you know what? To a certain extent, I believe them. Mm-hmm. To a certain extent, I do believe them because I do believe that this was part of the evolution of the characters is that they start off one way in Batman v Superman and by the time you come get to Justice League, there's a shift. Yeah, or even over the course of Justice League 1 and 2, you move from the Dark Age to the Heroic Age returning. Yeah, yeah. So, or the Age of Heroes, isn't that what uh, Wonder Woman calls yes, it? Yes, yes. So, so in that sense, when they say there was no course correction, I, to a certain extent, I do believe them. However, I do feel that none of them really saw the, the Batman v Superman backlash coming. Because... Mm. Especially like I mean, Zack Snyder was very upfront about it. He was like, "What? Wow! Wow! Yeah. You, this this is what you think?" Because they clearly thought they had a winner on their hands. Mm. So I mean, that's why Justice League was underway when Batman vs Superman came out. Yeah. So, so I, <laughs> so while I believe that uh, that the long term plan was to have this eventual sort of shift into a more light territory, I do feel that the backlash to Batman vs Superman and to Suicide Squad uh. made them. Made them jump the gun. Yeah. And bring in Joss Whedon. And, well, I mean, we can talk about conspiracy theories about Zack Snyder leaving after so long. Well, I mean, Zack Snyder left because of for a family tragedy. And no one can blame him for that, you know. But there is, like, as well, I think over the course of trailers, you can see the lightning of the color palette. Yes. Uh, Yes. I did see, again, another better critic was talking about how that has hurt the film a little bit in that there was things and textures and stuff like that that are probably built for more dark yes universe and as a result they, they pop in a weird way yeah they use the example of them all standing there fronting uh, facing the, the monument to superman as, yeah, as, yeah, a, as yeah. a key thing because the colors are like off yeah yeah and it didn't it didn't hit me too much in the movie that didn't that, that didn't worry me yeah, yeah. after it it didn't it didn't bug me so much um it's 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 interesting because I was watching it and I so, and I so desperately wanted to love it. <laughs> I so desperately wanted to love this movie. You've because, had so much of my bullshit giving out about Batman versus Superman. Well, yeah, no, but also I love DC. I love DC comics. There are continuities all over the fucking place. But you know what? I love those characters. I love their animated shit. Yeah. No, I mean when it comes to animation and when it comes to TV, DC have got Marvel beat. Yeah, I mean the Martian Manhunter is not in this movie, but on TV I'm. I'm behind on Supergirl, but fuck me, that's a really cool version of Martian Manhunter they have on that show. Anyone wants to argue about Avengers and, and Justice League to me, I, all I gotta say is we can have Darwin, them all. Darwin Cook's Final Frontier. Yeah. Thank you. I'm gonna drop the mic right now. Yeah, the animated <laughs> version of the book or both. Both. Yeah. Both. I mean, I think that's one of the best adaptations of a comic book I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, you know, even down to, you know, they really, really are very respectful to um, Darwin Cook, you know. God rest his soul. Yeah. Uh, Darwin Cook's uh, character designs and just uh, his his art, his artwork. But also, DC has room for those takes. I think more than Marvel does. Like DC's done the uh, guy driving past selling shit. Yeah, yeah a lot yeah. better. But yeah. they've also done the alternate takes that work almost as well, if not better. Like the the the, the final the the New Frontier stuff is so tied into the JFK like you know fifties mm-hmm. style of thing and the comic style and the actual characters as mm-hmm. well. Works brilliantly, and the, the latest animated movie I think is Gotham by Gotham Gaslight. By Gaslight yeah. And they, it's another great Elseworlds uh, yeah. Batman story where Batman is hunting Jack the Ripper. It's, it's awesome. Before there was Elseworlds, there was the Dark Knight Returns, which again is a super dark version. I mean, the, the yeah. Marvel tried it with the Hulk when he became the Maestro, right, or something like that. But doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't have the same weight? Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, just that it's just a problem that they keep telling to fuck up their mainline stuff with reboots every two years and the new Fifty Two and yeah, yeah. whatever else came along. And what you said earlier is absolutely right. We can have both. Yeah. Like, there's no reason to be fighting over like you know Marvel and DC. The only difference is is that at this point you stop worrying about Marvel. Yeah. Because you because they've got their shit together. And not only that, now they're just playing jazz. Yeah. Like, <laughs> now Thor Ragnarok is like, like let's Thor just Ragnarok have a laugh. Is like yeah exactly. You know. Um, whereas with the DC movies. You want them to keep making more, but in order for them to make more, they've got to be good. Yeah. And so much was writing on this film, and what what you've ended up with is something that's okay. Is something that's I think a lot of the reviews that were like the, the reviews were coming out. There was the social media comments first of all, and then there was the reviews dropped like the day before release, and the majority of them were just like, "It's fine." Yeah. It's fine. It, but it's not much more than fine. Yeah. You know, it's it's an enjoyable it's an enjoyable film. It's incredibly safe. Yeah. It doesn't really take any chances, and on top of that, because there, because now there's so much of an effort to lighten it up, it doesn't feel like there's anything at stake. Yeah, and you've got a villain, Steppenwolf, because he's a largely CG character, and not great CG. Not great CG. I mean, he looks better in some scenes than he does in others. 
you know, he's voiced beautifully by Kieran Hines, great actor. Yeah. Um, but Kieran Hines was more scary in that Ghost Rider movie. Kieran Hines, yeah. He's a scary guy. He's a scary guy. Yeah. Like, like in, I remember watching him in Some of All Fears, and I was just like, oh, this guy's fucking freaky. <laughs> <laughs> he was in Doomsday as well, right? He was the guy who's like, they're not sure whether yeah, he's yeah, like yeah, on yeah, a, yeah, 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 yeah. He's kind of a bad guy, but he's not, he just seems like a rough bad guy, but he's actually not that bad after all. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just a very rushed film. It's very light on its feet, and yeah, it's just um, ultimately kind of hollow. Yeah. That, I mean, that that's the, the, the main sort of thing about it. Is it entertaining? Yes, it's entertaining. It's nice to see these iconic characters that, that we grew up with on the screen, and, and the banter between them, when it works, it really works. And, yeah. the, and the thing is, is that I wish we had more of that, because those scenes are the best scenes in the film. Mm. The, scene, the scene where they're, they're fucking arguing about the, 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 mor- the, the morality of bringing Superman back. Yeah. All Which, right, spoilers. <laughs> no, but... It's a spoiler it's cast. It's a spoiler cast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So yeah, I mean, like that bit where where they're all sort of confronting each other, and Bruce and Bruce Wayne and Di- and, and Diana have that that confrontation. That's fucking cool. You know? And when he throws Steve Trevor at her face, yeah, like Uma actually called me over the weekend because it built up over time and annoyed him so much. She's like, "Why would that even annoy her?" But it was the way he. I was thinking about it afterwards. The way he used it against her is what annoyed her. It, it, it made, wasn't that he knew about Steve Trevor. It's it was, that he was. It was the manipulation. Yeah, is that and and the thing is and that also is also very cool because that's Batman. Yeah. You know, there there are lots of there are lots of little moments in the film that suggest the filmmakers get the character, yeah. and that's what makes it frustrating because you see those moments and you're waiting for the rest of it and to catch and up, and you're waiting for, and you're waiting for more of that shit because that is what it's all about. And after you know, and after that confrontation that ends with uh, Bruce Wayne getting pretty fucked up, yeah, you know, and then they have that scene together alone where they share they share a uh, they share a glass of whiskey. That's fucking cool. Yeah, well, fucking cool. and also the also flash. Like, also, Flash's line about, like, if she kills you, we'll cover for her. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's a fun little a Flash fun little moment. That, that feels like Michael Rosenbaum Flash from the yeah. Justice League cartoon. And it's just that great bit where she's, like, you know, which is also quite strangely pathetic if, if, if he steps down, where she's like, you can't keep doing this forever. He's like, I can barely do it now. Yeah. You know, and it's, 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 a, great, it's a great line. And, but the one bit that I, that I loved where I thought, like, that's awesome is when Superman does come back, but he's not himself. Yeah. And, and that's a trope that's been done to death, but it's enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. No, but that bit where the Flash is running and everything slows down to their speed, and then the eyeballs, and you can see as you can see the Flash like seeing him, watch him. Yeah, and he's like, "Holy shit, his holy eyeballs shit. move super holy fast!" Shit. Oh no, his fists move just as fast! Holy shit! <laughs> That was great. Yeah, that's a great moment. That's great. That bit with Aquaman sitting on the lasso of truth. <laughs> that was that was so fucking funny. It's like because I was like. It was like a Simpsons gag that was going too long because I was like, oh my God, the screenwriters have lost it. Yeah, yeah, Like yeah. he's pouring his fucking heart out and it's being really weird and soppy and oh, he's, and then like he's sitting on the lasso. Yeah, and then yeah. that, more of that, please. Yes, more of that. And you know, we, you could, we could debate forever about, you know, what Joss Whedon contributed. Uh, the one thing I, I will say is that for a film that essentially has two directors, tonally, it's pretty consistent. There's a few gags where Batman. What does Batman say when he's knocked the fuck down? Uh, something is like. Dead. I mean, we were talking about this. I think even before this, that like people, the problem now is like when the news broke that Whedon was going to be doing it. The problem is that people are going to attribute all the darkness to Snyder and all the light living yeah. to White Whedon. But that did feel like a very buffy fucking yes, line. Yes, yes, it did. It did. No, there are certain things in there where you're like, that probably was a Joss Whedon line. Mm. Uh, but having said that, watching I, the movie, it wasn't like I was going ah. Yeah, watching the movie. It feels pretty coherent in terms of, like, if if we didn't know about the reshoots, if we didn't know that they swapped directors, we wouldn't know. Yeah. And as far as that is concerned, that is a huge achievement. Yeah. There's a lot to like about it. There's just very little to love. Yeah. But and that's, that's, that's the big problem. And, like, it comes back to, again, the... We talked about the Avengers earlier, but the Avengers and the Marvel side are human heroes pumped up. Whereas yeah. with the DC heroes, and it's been coming, it's, it's been going that way for a while. They are gods among us, yeah. And they don't play. It's nice that they played into that. They don't kind of play into that enough, yeah. I think to yeah. make them like you're not looking up to these people. Yeah, I mean, the, one of the things that it kind of drops the ball on is that in a similar in a similar uh, way to um, Batman v Superman, is that they assume you know a lot of stuff already. 
So, for example, in Batman v Superman, you introduce Doomsday, assuming that people are going to know who Doomsday is, and I can guarantee you a lot of people don't. Mm, but the fanboys who gave, yeah, that, money, yeah, they gave that film the money they did, they were like, woohoo! But then yeah, but I, still, us, which are in the fence, was like, that's the Doomsday I'm, I'm thinking of. Yeah, it's not. I mean, but also, I mean, like, if you're going to bring in Doomsday, that should be its own movie. Yeah. And if, if you're going to... If you're going to shoehorn Doomsday into that movie, you better fucking lay some kind of groundwork to make sure that that when he does appear, there's some sort of recognition. It's like, ah, yeah. right. Because you can't just assume that, uh, that, uh, that, that you can't just assume that people are going to know this. So same thing with like Justice League where you've got Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf is not a widely known DC villain. I don't know who the fuck he is. I didn't know who the fuck he was before that extra scene that came out. I mean, I know, I know who he is be- with because of his connection to Darkseid. Mm. But, uh, you know, or Darkseid, however you want to say it. I like it. to say Darkseid. Uh, but, but it is, that canonically, it's Darkseid. Now. Yeah. So, so, the, so the thing is, is that in order to get excited about Steppenwolf, you've got you've to know who Darkseid is. Yeah. You've got to know about the new god shit. You've got to know about all that cosmic DC stuff that... Honestly, as much as it pains me to say it, not a whole lot of people know about no, it. Like, if you're talking mainstream audiences. No, but even me, like, I've seen the animated stuff, and I love, um, what's his name? Um, see you at the party, Richter. Richter. Michael Ironside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ironside's uh, voice of him uh, in the DC Universe is fantastic in the Superman cartoons and stuff like that. And I know Granny Goodness. I know Desad. Like, I picked these things up over time. Yeah. But I had no clue who Spetmorf was after Batman vs Superman. Well, I mean, I didn't. I mean, I know who he is. No, I didn't. Like, I literally, the name, nothing. Oh, really? Nothing. Completely blank. On okay. That. Like, I knew who he was. Mm. I'd I'd seen him in a couple of books, but I didn't. But I didn't know anything about it. Yeah. I knew he was connected to Darkseid because because my memory when it comes to comics isn't great. Like, mm. I, I can remember basic storyline, but there's lots of things that fall through the cracks, mm. you know. And when they said when they announced that Steppenwolf was going to be the villain of Justice League, I was like, really? I was, I was like, who? It's like, it's such a, it's, it's such a second tier sort of like villain, you know? Yeah. I mean, if you really want to, fucking Doomsday would have been a better villain. Yeah. Or even bring in Orion and have him switch sides at the end. Yeah. Because Orion is more well known to me than Steppenwolf ever has. And well, again, the new gods are a weird pantheon of characters. Oh, you well. know what? Just go for broke and go straight to dark side. Yeah. You know, you fucking shoehorned everything in early anyway. Why not just go straight to dark side? And that's what the nightmare... He's a better visual anyway. Yeah, that's what the nightmare with a K from Batman vs. Superman was all about. Yeah. It was all about like, this is coming and there's a giant fucking Omega on the plains of yeah. wherever the fuck they are. And it's yeah. like, I was hoping that the end of credit scenes, there's two. One is like Superman and Batman, Superman and the Flash have a race. And the second one does feel like course correction is that we're not going to do Darkseid. We're going to do Legion of Doom next time if we get to do it again. Yeah. Which I think if it had been Justice League 1 and 2, then it might have been Darkseid. And I would have liked to see that. Yeah, me too. Because they mentioned, he's like, I'll become a new god again. Or they mentioned... Yeah, yeah. I didn't like the way they treated the mother boxes either. Like, I mean, I was confused about Steppenwolf's motivations. He talked about being in exile, mm-hmm. but he can order a boom tube whenever he wants it. Yeah. So was it like... He was he was in like he's on boom tube Uber. Was he exiled and then like Darkseid's like okay I'm gonna give you a chance or whatever because he doesn't die at the end right? he just gets taken away. Yeah, oh, the the, yeah. the power demons attack him. Yeah, yeah. Did the power demons always feast on fear? I didn't. Know, I, I, I don't couldn't, remember. That. I couldn't remember that. The other thing, the problem with this is that it is Justice League War, the animated movie that was based on the New Fifty Two, which was to bring all these heroes together, similar to the Avengers originally came together to fight Loki. It was to bring them all together to fight Darkseid. And it was Darkseid. And it was they were transforming New York and stuff. So when we switched to fucking middle of the woods Russia yeah. and this family of five I really don't give a shit about. And it's just... And the funny thing is is that I don't... It's just the one family. Yeah. There's, no one, I mean... There's other people... Is it Chernobyl? There's other people all over the place. So, you know, I mean, but you only... There's a building them. full of people that Superman saves yeah, that yeah. we don't see. Which seems to exist just for a gag. And that's and that's and that's it's a good gag though. It's but you know, but that's just it. Yeah, it's like you go from you go from sort of the the tone. Of, it's it, you go from the tone of Batman v Superman to this, where everything now is sort of you know everything's about the gag. Yeah, but it also it's said in Russia so that we don't have to deal with the criticisms of like all, all the people in Metropolis. What happened there? Yeah, as Dave, as esteemed film viewer David Wren once said. Mm. the line that he whenever Superman 2 is on television I will get a message that says no don't the people 
This is when Terrence Stamp is going to throw the bus full of people yeah, at Superman. Yeah, yeah. And like, those old Superman, that was there. That, that's yeah. there. It's like, you're worried about those people. Yeah. You see a few shots inside the bus and you see the bus getting picked up and you're worried about it. Yeah. These fuckers were hanging out for days with power demons knocking down the door. They'd yeah, be yeah. fine. They didn't do, <laughs> they didn't do shit. <laughs> it's like... Also, Flash probably broke every their, their axle and burned out every wheel in their car because like, he pushed it real fast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I want fucking Daxi in a movie so bad. I mean, well, what's, what's scary is that now they might just sort of scrap all this and start from scratch. I mean, like we got the they Aqu- have the back door with the Flashpoint movie. Yeah, so you got the Flashpoint movie. I mean, Aquaman's movie is already wrapped. Yeah, so we're definitely gonna get an Aquaman movie. The chances of Batman being played by Ben Affleck now is looking really slim. Yeah, which is a shame. Yeah, I wanted to see more of that. I wanted to see him. I mean, the. Although this they, was, they, this, they, they tee up, they tee up Deathstroke, and Deathstroke yeah. was supposed to be in his movie, but yeah. that movie is now completely rewritten with yeah. Matt Reeves. Yeah, yeah, Matt Reeves, right? Yeah, Matt Reeves. So I don't know what it's this chaos. You, they don't. I mean, it is funny. This is the this is the first one with post credit sequences, right? Yeah, it's like no, no. Suicide Squad had kind of a post credit sequence where Joker came to get Harley. Was it? No, when um, Bruce Wayne met up with uh, Amanda Waller. Oh, to get the information about the league. Oh, okay. That was during the credits, was it? Yeah, it yeah. was. Uh, yeah, it was they're just... slowly cribbing. Like, I mean, I think this has been a complaint before about them, like not taking the lessons of what was gone before. Like, you don't have to copy Marvel, but you need to learn the lessons of what they've done. Yeah, and I mean, for all the Joss Whedon not wanting to do more Avengers movies because he didn't like the oversight that he was, like, that he wasn't even a free reign. But again, we're seeing Taika Waititi and God only knows who else is going to be doing crazy shit. But uh, let's talk about the new characters then. So yeah. I. Vic was introduced. Cyborg was introduced. I was worried about his character because his design is dog shit. I hate it. I don't hate it. I hate it. I hate. I mean, the end of this movie, they start showing him chroming up a bit more, where it's solid pieces instead of his like mm, Michael yeah. Bay Transformer bullshit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, is this a reshoot? A reshoot scene to kind of tie into that? What two generations of kids who fucking love Teen Titans and Teen Titans Go or whatever the fucking mm-hmm. things are? Like, make him look like the one people love. No, I, I liked his design. I didn't have any problem with it at all. Um, I felt that uh, in terms of the casting, I thought I had zero problem. Mm. I thought everyone fit their role nicely. I thought Ray Fisher, um, for a newcomer, held his own very well with everyone yeah. else. And he's a great voice. He's got a great when voice. When you first see him and he's wearing that hoodie and stuff, yeah, you yeah. don't even talk. And he's it, just it, talking. it kind of reminded me of like a young Spawn, you mm. know, like uh, that. Yeah. The, the quality of his voice, like a young Keith David. And I, w- I saw a tweet somebody was saying, like, you know, he out Batman's Batman for the broodiness. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Um, and so I really, really liked him. I, I really like Ezra Miller as the Flash. Jason Momoa, I think, looks great. The only problem is that, and it's the same problem I had with him as Conan, is that he sounds so contemporary. Mm. And he doesn't sound, and, and I expect Arthur Curry, I expect the King of Atlantis to have a little bit more gravitas. Have you little- seen The Brave and the Bold? Uh, yes, I have. Yeah. So, like, in that, he's like, I am Aquaman! I know, but that's, like, the other extreme. That's too far, yeah. That's, that's the other extreme. But even then, it's still, even though it's coming from a more comedic place, that's still kind of a... a it, it King Arthur Curry. It, King Arthur Curry. Whereas yeah. this one, it's, it's... It's a country in Western it's, Aquaman. It's, it's the quality of... It's the way he speaks that... It's not, it's not like Surfer Boy. It's just, to me, it just feels very... Very today. Yeah. And there should be something about the way Aquaman speaks for me that has a slight... Regality. Regality, or there, there's a slight sort of ancient quality to it, a worldliness to it. Prime Say, example, two words. My man! Yeah. That just feels weird. Yeah. You and know, even though it's kind of selling... I mean, I did kind of like that they're they're leaving threads for... Uh, who is it to run with Aquaman, the director? Uh, James Wan. James Wan. Yeah, I'm confused. Um, because there is the thing of like he's he doesn't know Atlantis very well. Yes, yes. And there is a whole discovery aspect there, and the return of the king, and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, And that like, those are interesting yeah. threads to set up. Yeah, it's fine. But it's and like, the repeated jokes about do you talk to fish? Yeah. No, but it's the same thing. Same thing like with Conan, is that when he spoke as Conan, he sounded like that. And to me, Conan, you know, the fucking Sumerian. Where's the 
he's a he's a beast. Yeah, where's you the know? where's like, the Arnold? You know exactly. And so that so, kid was amazing, though. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. the kid. I mean, that that was the other problem with that movie was that the kid overshadowed yeah, Conan yeah, yeah, growing yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I would have watched the king, a kid Conan movie. Yeah, the, no the, the, the kid Conan. He was the same guy who played um, the kid Snake Eyes in the first GI Joe. Oh yeah, yeah. Remember, like yeah, yeah. He, he and he and the kid Storm Shadow had these crazy ass fights. That was awesome. It was awesome. You know, so that kid was great. And so for me, that was my problem with Jason Momoa. I was like, I like him. He's a very likable presence. Yeah. But I've always, I, I believe, what, what age is he now? Because I've liked him. Every, he turned up in Stargate Atlantis at one point as a kind of a noble, a guy who'd been living on his own. Because he's, yeah. he's huge in dreads, which is, it's a look. He can nail it. Mm-hmm. You know, he wasn't so much the, when Cal Drogo came along, it was still Jason Momoa for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, I, 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 like I said, the, la, the lasso moment, he can hold his own. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, he's, He's a he's a he's a likable presence. I like him. Yeah, it's and I, just his voice. That's that's the only issue I have with it. You well, know, maybe he'll grow into that over the course of his movie. You know, Gal Gadot still as fucking beautiful and as charming as ever. Although that opening action scene, mm-hmm. the bullet saving, yeah, was really bad. Yeah, the effects were really really bad on that. They were like rough, which was that, that again that it's coherent as a movie with plot and characters, but some of the effects work is mm-hmm. wildly inconsistent. And yeah. there's this kind of like cartoonish sped up hand thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It did yeah, not. Yeah. It was like, oh god, is mm-hmm. the rest of the movie gonna be like? Thankfully, it wasn't, but it was a bad look. Yeah, um, I love Jeremy Irons as Alfred. I love the banter between him and Ben Affleck. Um, I, I'm, I mean, if they if they don't return, or if one returns and the other one doesn't, I'm gonna miss that because they they played off each other really nice. Yeah. Uh, J.K. Simmons as Commissioner Gordon is right out of fucking Batman Year One. Yeah, it's awesome. The, he's really got the look. Yeah, uh, Amber Heard as Mira, no problem. No, I mean that, that was nice because I saw a lot of people like you know Yas Queen over that just for her initial shots. Yeah, and it was nice that it wasn't like the, she's not the queen. She's the queen regent kind of thing now. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a, there's got a conflict there. Yeah, but um, speaking needing an air bubble under underwater to speak is like do all Atlanteans do this? How do they talk normally? Yeah. Some of that looked a bit wishy-washy, mm-hmm. the water stuff. But I would have liked them to talk underwater somehow. Yes. That would have been kind of cool. And also, probably my favorite Henry Cavill is Superman performance. What about the lip? The lip is a big problem. The lip is a huge problem. And yeah. As, again, Twitter has shown us. Like that, yes. That shot of him smiling. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a the, big the un- problem. We, know, we now know where the uncanny valley lies. And it's right between his nose and his mouth. Uh, for those of you who don't know, during reshoots, Henry Cavill was in the middle of shooting Mission Impossible 7? Mm-hmm. Is it 7? I think it's 7, brother. All right. 6 or 7. And he had a mustache for it, and he was uh, under contract to not shave it, so they had to CG that shit out. Yeah. And, um, it looks weird. It looks weird. It looks weird. Weirdly, it just... It's just, it's again, it's the uncanny, uncanny valley thing where, even if you're not a Henry Cavill fan, something looks wrong. Yeah. But having, but despite that, it, uh, this is my favorite Superman performance that Henry Cavill's given. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I really like Man of Steel. I yeah, really, I, I like Man of Steel. I really like Man of Steel. But this one, when he, compared to Batman v Superman, in this one, when he's Superman, it feels more like Superman. Yeah. Whereas the, the Superman in Batman v Superman didn't feel like the Superman that we know and love. Well, the Batman, the Superman and Batman Like, I had Superman. more of an issue with Superman than I did with Batman. Yeah, in Batman vs. Superman, he wasn't Superman. He was barely a character. In this movie, they're, they, they're able to sell the relationship between Lois and Superman far better than, like, in, like literally, what, three-minute, five-minute scene? Yeah. Way better than anything in Batman yeah, vs. Superman. I agree. It I works agree. really, really well. Like, I was almost tearing up at that moment. It was like, yeah. just the two of them together. I like the big guns. The reveal of the big guns. I was thinking, what? What? There's a line. Like, there's, like, a, there's a line from a, a Grant Morrison comic where, like, the Batman is, and the League are dealing with some extragalactic fucking threat, and he's like, "Alfred, break out the sci-fi closet." And you're thinking, like, yeah, he has access to all these tools and all these things, and the thing that gets out of the car, the big weapon that's going to bring the last son of Krypton down to Earth, is Lois fucking Lane. And yeah. I love that moment. That no, no, th- no, that was great. That was great. No, I, I really, really liked that, and I liked. And, and I think how you feel about this moment depends a lot on how you feel about Batman v Superman. So unfortunately, I don't think the moment landed as, as well as it did, as, as, it, as, as it wanted to. But it landed well for me was when Superman quoted Batman back to him. What did he say again? Do, tell me, do you bleed? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I liked that. Yeah. I liked that. It was a nice, it was a nice sort of callback to Batman v Superman. Um, and yeah, and, and again, sets up a gag. Yeah. Sets up a gag. Something's blaming. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I, I didn't realize that until now. Yeah, I forgot that line. Oh god, 
Something yeah, blaming. something is definitely bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> and the, but there was one sort of like jokey moment between Batman v Super, Batman and Superman. <laughs> <laughs> there was one jokey moment between Superman and Batman that didn't work for me. Which one was that? Was when Superman said, um, oh, "I know you didn't bring me back because I, because you like me." Mm. And then when Batman goes, "I don't not." Like yeah, you. that's a yeah, that's a high school kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I, not, that's, like, not, that's not this dark, gritty killer of men. Yeah, yeah. Say. It just that 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 landed with a really big thud for me. Mm. Um, it's, it's this is the problem. We've seen this a week ago, and it's not staying that fresh in my head. Like no. the, 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 some of the, the moments you're bringing up, of like, oh yeah, I remember them now. But I'm like, I'm not thinking about like I can remember almost every single line Korg says. Yeah, and like even outside comedic stuff. You know, I mean, get, go. Let's do get help. Yeah. No, no, I mean, um, it, 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 it has stayed with me to a certain extent in terms of moments, in terms of imagery. Um, it's really just fleeting moments. Mm. But in terms of the story, the story doesn't really stay with me. The story is largely forgettable. Yeah, I was, I was going to suggest we do this as in we go through the plot points, but I can't remember when things happened first. Yeah. I didn't... There seems to be so much missing as well. I mean, like, there's no um, Iris West in this movie. There's no Robin Wright in this movie. But there were there were Robin Wright was brought back. Robin Wright was reinserted into, into that, like, that fight scene. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I saw the credits as well. It says um, David Thewlis as Ares. Yeah, I didn't fucking see him. Did you see the lantern? Yes. Oh, I, I was sitting beside by here, by here yeah. and I was like, "It's a fucking lantern!" And I was also like, "It's fucking taunting him because like the lantern goes down, and then the ring because we're watching it in three D as well, right? yeah. which again three D completely forgot about it after the first five minutes. Yeah, but the ring comes out of the screen, floats in front of you. Does it say like, "Not this time, baby"? <laughs> <laughs> and by here's by here's the ultimate underdog supporter yeah he has it's a, like you know they were giving out pins for the press screening and the pins were our tickets yeah. like and it's like i took batman uma took superman i took wonder woman because i like yeah. her movie more than the other two movies i thought like yeah i, I can't be true to myself and no no, no. i mean i'm like i'm sorry i'm i'm, I'm batman all the way I'm yeah, so yeah. i don't give a shit and then you are and, the dark heart at the center of gotham and then fucking by here what'd you get aquaman <laughs> did he really oh there was no green lantern no mm. <laughs> But at the end of it, he said, like, yeah, I saw that. I'm not sure which one he was. So I think he knows, like, that was an actual named lantern. I'm not sure. I didn't get, like, because I, I was thinking who the gods are. It was, it was Zeus and Athena, I think it was, mm, were the, yes. the ones firing it. And Ares, I guess, was in there somewhere. There was a lot. Again, that was just a really rough. Was it Mark? But, I think Mark Hamote said, oh, they recreate Lord of the Rings, but not the movie. They recreate the first generation PlayStation 1 games. That whole fight sequence doesn't work very although well. Although the... Uh, the fight sequence at the beginning between Steppenwolf and the Amazons, I did like that. I thought that was very nicely done. I like that apart from the, the, the physics of tying the mother box to an arrow and then shooting it. Yeah, and I mean, that didn't really bug me so much. I was just like, it looks heavy. Like, the biggest issue with that is Steppenwolf. Yeah. Is that the first time you see him, the, the first, like... What's wrong with his face? Exactly. <laughs> the first time you see him, you're like... And I, I, I've been watching the Orville and like the main, the Klingons in that, they have chin horns as well. And I just kept staring at his chin horns. I mean, the last, the only picture I've seen of Steppenwolf of the comic is he's a black dude with an axe. In the New 52, I think. Nice. I don't remember him being black. Uh, do you know what he looks like? I don't even, like, I, I literally have no idea what no, he looks I mean, like he, in the comics. I mean, no, he looks quite like how he does in the film, but mm. just more real. Mm. <laughs> Uh, and it's also to do with the coloring, yeah. like the way uh, he looked like pasty white kind of. It's like the, color. the yeah, he looked, the, he looked like porridge. The color grading for, for for his character in the film just looked weird to me. It didn't. It didn't look. It looks. It looked like a CG creation. And I think making him that tall as well. That just. I mean, he's fully CGI. But if it was a guy, even if it was a guy that they CGI'd the head over. Yeah. It would have made some of the fight scenes a little bit more grounded. And the fact that you have an actor as amazing as Kieran Hines, and you don't use that face. Yeah. Because his face yeah. for Steppenwolf would have been perfect. Yeah. And they did it with David Tullis. Mm. They put his yeah. face on yeah, his yeah. little face I, on I, I that giant know, fucking Ares bug. I do that. But I, 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 do, I do like that line he has where he's like threatening people. And he's like, I have a family. He's like, why do people we'll keep, keep saying, saying that? that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's, that's Who a was good he threatening at that point? I was, it was the last, it was one of the doctors before they got to uh, Joe Morton. Oh, yeah, yeah. Before they got to uh, Silas Stone. Yeah, also criminally underused. I like Joe. He's a good guy. He's yeah. great in Eureka. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, that's... Yeah. I mean, it, I, for the spectacle, 
I suppose it's worth seeing on the big screen, but I don't think it's absolutely necessary. Yeah. Um, it has that feel. I, I think I might have said this before about something else. It has this feel of like a 90s. It feels like a, a follow on naturally from like the old Batman movies. Not in, a, not in tone or like that, but like it feels like an 80s Batman, super, like an 80s Justice League in a way, just with better, like slightly better effects. Yeah, yeah. Like it has the gags and all the things. Superhero movies before Marvel came along. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. How did you feel about? Um... Should have lost my train of thought. Mm. <laughs> but, you know, it's that kind of it's that mix of we have to have a fight scene every so often. Oh yeah, yeah. Here it is. This. How did you feel about them bringing back both the John Williams Superman score and Danny Elfman's original Batman theme? It's fucking distracting. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, the Batman one. Because I was actually getting more of the an- the opening to the animated cartoon than the old series. And I, there's a very, very slim difference between them. It's probably just that I've watched more of the animated ones than I have. It's stuck in my head more. Mm-hmm. Because that opening scene to the Batman animated series is genius. And it's, you know, mm-hmm. plays in your... It's like, it's like Kevin Smith always says, when he closes his eyes and reads Batman comics, he hears Kevin Conroy's voice. Mm-hmm. It's like when I hear Batman... If I'm putting on a cape and a cowl, and I'm running around the house pretend, jumping off the furniture pretending to be Batman. It's the opening to the animated series. I'll be humming. And the Williams one was even less of a less of a thing. I didn't hear it that much. It wasn't exactly the same. It mm. was... They they had uh, sort of redone it so it had a darker What tone. got me more, and just thinking about it is still giving me goosebumps because I used to run to this track a lot, was the Learning to Fly song from Man of Steel. Yes, yes, yes. That, when I got that, I was like... No, I love that theme. That the building when you're on the treadmill or you're you're running and that fucking comes on, you're like, I'm gonna fucking punch this lap. No, I I love the soundtrack to Man of Steel. I thought Hans Zimmer's work in that was amazing. Yeah. But yeah, what do you think of the 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 scene with the Flash running so fast? I was like, and he's tipping the sword to the end, which is a cool thing. Yeah. But around that, Flash isn't in shot a lot of the time. It was like weird. It's like the TV show for all. Grant Gustin's problems and all the way that the show constantly pisses on him and doesn't let him have any fun. Like you see him running, you see him running. Yeah, you don't see flashes of blue and him appearing and disappearing and stuff like that. Yeah. I thought like the show did that better. The TV show does that a little bit better. Uh, that didn't bug me. And I was kind of pissed that when they were activating, charging the mother box, and he's like, "I gotta gotta run up." I thought he was going to do the thing, and because it was a huge thing in season two or three of Flash where he learned to throw lightning. Yeah, yeah, and I was yeah. hoping it was going to be that because otherwise, what happened is what happened, which is that he had to jump over the pool and fly through the fucking wall. Yeah. Also, him tripping up a lot, he trips up a few. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of interesting because it's it's Flash at a earlier time. I kind of like that, and I think someone even says that. Does Momoa say it? it's like when he is that when he's sitting in the lasso? He's like he's tripping over his feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I, that's a that is he's that early in his career, mm-hmm. but I had hoped that he would just run and just fucking throw that lightning, and hit that box. That would have been cool. The box didn't go ping, 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 did they? No. That's, again, why miss out on sex, 60? 60 years of, like, every time there's a mother box mentioned, it's bing, bing, bing. It's always the thing. And also, Darkseed has loads of mother boxes. That's why, again, mm-hmm. the motivation of, Dark, of of Steppenwolf annoyed me. Because, again, if he's in exile, is he doing this on his own? Or is Darkseed giving him one last chance? And it's, like, a little line of that. Like, you know, like um, Ronan and Thanos, right? Mm-hmm. It's just even off off camera. Darkseed at the beginning just to give you because you don't you get Stepmove's motivation from other people you don't get it from him Yeah, you don't get like even if Darkseed was off camera saying you don't no can I bring him out of the box no you can't bring him out of the box I, yeah I don't understand you gotta, why you they, gotta go I don't get, your own, get those ones you left behind get them back now there's no Kryptonians the planet's fucking ready it's, it's wide open go go in there and fuck them up rightly or you're done yeah I don't understand why they didn't bring Darkseed into the film as some as something as someone that Steppenwolf was like had to be like had to you know like the same way they did with Thanos and with Ronan. um fucking yeah yeah Ronan the accuser yeah yeah, yeah that's I right. mean put him in it I mean fuck it if you're <laughs> Ronan in the accuser yeah. I accuse you of being <laughs> uh, being a second tier Marvel villain <laughs> it's like I don't even care fucking if you want to rip off Marvel put Darkseid in a giant floating chair and just have you know step him off down I mean he even has an axe it's not a hammer it's an axe put him down on his fucking one knee it's like and then as he finishes he just says I'll take care of it. Dark side is. No one needs to hear that. The whole dark side is thing is yeah. like, and the anti life equation. Yeah, yeah, all yeah, of that yeah. to be in there. Or just big, fuck it, use Big Barda. Big Barda would have worked. That would have worked. Oh, well. And it would have been hot. 
<laughs> Big Brown is so hot. All right then. Yeah, I mean, we'll end this podcast like the, the movie's just like. Eh. I mean, I mean, I hope in a way the the Flash Superman race at the end kind of they're racing towards a, a brighter future for the DC universe. If Flash Superman, what did I say? Batman. Flash Superman, yeah, but Flash Batman would be an interesting race as well because Batman would just tie him up and shit. What I really want to see as well was I know Affleck's older and all this kind of stuff, but again, coming back to the old things where you can never underestimate Superman. Like he kind of hides in the corner, grabs a gun and shoots power demons. Yeah. One shot of him and everyone else is CGI. So it's fine. Do a CGI Batman where he just does like a batarang rope, swing by Steppenwolf and then like do a flip. Like, aha, you missed. And then he realizes there's like 16 fucking bat bombs on him. Yeah. And they blow up and knock him back. And then Momoa just fucking pile drives him. Yeah. Like just get Batman in there as it is. It's like, well, he's human. Keep him out of the way. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. You have literally the storyboards in all the comics of, yeah. of him fighting Darkseid and everybody. A, a very, very simple phone call to so many people would have solved mm. this problem. Bruce Tim, Kevin yeah. Smith. It's like, I mean, it's anything like Kevin Smith used to say years ago when he was getting to do, he, he tells his story a lot. If you listen to any of his podcasts, he tells a lot of his stories a lot. And for him, it was like, why aren't they calling these people? Why aren't they calling the, at the time, like Jeff John, Jeff yeah, John yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and all these guys. Why are they like, oh, we're getting this big writer. We're going to get you, Kevin Smith. It's like, you want me to write Batman? Fucking, what was it? Our Superman lives? Yeah. Why don't you get the guys who actually wrote the original? Or why don't you get these other guys? These guys know the characters inside out. Yeah. And who was credited on writing this? Uh, Chris, Chris, Ter- Chris Terrio and Joss Whedon. And Joss Whedon credited. Yeah. yeah. So no... Um, no David Goyer. No David Goyer. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting that. The, the story credit was Zack Snyder and Chris Terrio. Screenplay credit was Chris Terrio and Joss Whedon. Yeah, Joss Whedon doesn't get director credit. No. <sighs> but, you know, just to backtrack slightly, it is an enjoyable film. Yeah. You know, it's, we're, the, the things that we're complaining about, we're complaining about because... We're coming at it from a place of love. Yeah. But it is an enjoyable film. Oh, another line that, that fucking landed like a thud for me was, you know, it's the, the... Also, the film opens with someone videoing shit on their phone. It's like, turn it sideways, asshole. <laughs> They're shooting in lands- portrait, not yeah, landscape. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then he's like, uh, but it's an S. It's like, well, it stands for hope. But it's like a river winding some bullshit through the valley of my fucking CGI mustache. It's like, what? Why even? Ugh. No, I mean, I, I had no problem with that scene. I but just, it, I just had a problem. But it with reminded the CG. me of Thor Ragnarok as well because he says like, uh, "What's your favorite thing about humanity?" And it's like the line when they ask um, when Jeff Goldblum was talking about, "Oh, on any other planet, I'd be a million years old," but here it's a car, and he just leaves it. Yeah, and yeah. it's a weird moment. Like it kind of works in that movie, but here Superman's like, "What's your favorite thing about Earth?" He's like, "Well," and they just cut to everything is bleak. No, but I liked that. I didn't have any because because he couldn't say "Bang and Lois." No, I, I had no problem with that. The only problem I had with that bit was just his CG lip. Mm. That was the only problem I had with that scene. I actually really liked it. I thought that was a cool way to open the film. But for him to end, like, he doesn't say what his favorite thing is. Like, if he said pretzels or something, it'd be, it'd be funny. But there was nothing. There's no answer. And the film doesn't give you an answer. Well, because to me... Is his favorite thing c- Batman? C- no, because to me, like what, what you said, they don't give you an answer. But to me, at the time, I felt they were. So for me, as, a, as, an, opening, as, a, uh, as an opening scene, I thought it worked great. But I was, ex- but I didn't get the answer. Yeah, there should have been like him at the end, sharing, yeah. like, the, the mall sitting around. Or they, they, the, could, the they, could, they could have ended with the exact same thing. Or when they go, when they go to Batman setting up the new, just as the headquarters in Wayne Manor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should, whatever the something, fuck. And something. Superman saying like, "This is my favorite thing." Yeah, on something, Earth. yeah exactly. <laughs> something like that. Because I, lo- I actually had no problem with that opening scene. The only problem I have with it is that you think it's going to lead to something and it doesn't. Yeah, that was the only issue I had. And the CG lift. Yeah. What it led to was wasted opportunity. Mm. So this movie's not been doing... It, it's not that it's not doing well. It's not doing as well as it needs to. Yes. So it's under 100 million. I got... I, I, it's, one of my pet peeves is all this kind of tracking. Before a movie comes out, they have a tracking and how much it's on track to go for. Yeah. And that is all hocus pocus fucking bullshit. Yeah, it's bullshit. You, there's no... You don't know. Until that... Because no one... These guys are all like, yeah, it's going to be this. And then the moment the fucking Thursday night receipts come in they all change the fucking story and that's when you only know what's going on yeah, yeah, yeah. and it does take a while for fatigue to set in like people are going to see Batman vs Superman because it's the first time you've seen Batman vs Superman on screen yeah. whether you know anything about the movies or anything like that yeah. for this it's like this is the one where if it doesn't do as well as Warner Brothers want God only knows what the fuck they'll do like you know what I mean like, there's just panic it's, it's fucking the Crimson Assurance Bureau it's like fucking pirates are attacking the offices of the Warner Brothers like they could just start greenlighting bizarro shit with lower money because they're freaked out 
because it's not made as much money as they needed to when you're talking marketing budget. I think it's done well outside the US, which it, just take it as global box office from there on. Don't talk about US. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's global else. now. Um, so I'm, I don't know what they're going to do. And apart from Aquaman, what, what rejigger they'll do next? Mm-hmm. I mean, I would like to see these lead characters again. I would like to see Affleck's Batman in a Batman movie. Yeah. And I would also because he deserves his own film. And because of his not it's not because of his age, he's fucking ripped. I think he shrinks slightly in certain of the reshoots, does he? Slightly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in some of the in some of the scenes he looks uh, smaller than others. Yeah, yeah. In, other, in some scenes he's like he has trouble getting through doorways, or it looks yeah. like he has because yeah, yeah, yeah. he's so fucking pumped. Yeah, yeah. But the yeah, next yeah. one is like, oh back to a double XL. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I want to see him and because of his age, I think him doing a proper Batman detective movie is actually not the, good. Actually not the good. bullshit Nolan did with a fucking bullet and the fucking brick thing. Yeah. That still doesn't make any sense to me. And I've seen that movie hundreds of times. No, I think I think at this point, it's really down to whether or not he wants to. Mm. Um, I did see a story that he stole batarangs from the set yeah, yeah, and they yeah. charged them for it yeah, yeah, yeah. because they're not cheap. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, you need to be Bruce Wayne to afford those things. No, I mean, I think he's my favorite Batman since Michael Keaton. Easily. Yeah. Because... And I was telling uh, Uma this. To me, he is the perfect combination of Frank Miller's Batman and Bruce Timm's Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Like, visually, the, visually, he is the best Batman we've ever had. Yeah. Visually. And they do, his voice modulation goes on and off. Yeah. When he's in Batman suit, sometimes yeah. he's normal, sometimes it's like, yeah. it's weird. And yeah. I was like, do one or the other, man. I mean, it was kind of odd that, like, he's going to Sweden, Finland, whatever the fuck it was, and he's like... I'm Bruce Wayne and you're the Batman like it's like he's just telling everybody he's Batman yeah, yeah, like yeah. I mean he needs to tell the Flash to get him on board but like there's a lot of people standing around Aquaman yeah. who are just like I don't know who they're frantically googling Bruce Wayne or who is Batman like, yeah, oh, yeah, this, yeah. this Bruce Wayne guy says he's Batman he's talking to this you know the, the sea god who saves us with fish every Christmas yeah Arthur Curry the spirit of Christmas yeah you want fish I got fish my man but yeah it's worth a watch it's worth a watch um let us know what you thought about it. I'm on at McNasty Prime on Twitter. And I'm at Gav Yap on Twitter. And uh, should we set up an Instagram? I don't know if we should. But yeah. Gavin, he's on Gav Yap 77 on Twitter. On Instagram. Instagram, that's the one. <laughs> um, I'm on McNasty Prime on Twitter, on Instagram, because I'm on everything as the same name. Um, also, email us your thoughts. You know, we'd be interested to see what you thought, especially if you're not a huge fan of the movies, of the, the, the heroes, because we got a lot of baggage. <laughs> And uh, we'd like to know what you think. So email us at podcast at me, Evan Fries. And don't forget the competition. Yep. Thank you for listening. Yeah.